Welcome to the Privy. I am Courtney. And I am Boris. Hey, Boris. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Um, how was your week? Do tell me. <laughs> um, my week was really good. Um, I, uh, in terms of highlight, I don't know if I have a specific highlight, but things are really good. A low light? No, I don't have a low light. You're not going to bring that energy into my life. Um, I think it would just be highlight. I'm just having a really good week, dating-wise. I mean, these streets, Boris. Um, and that's it. How about you? You're one year older. How's that? It's good. <laughs> you ain't got to put my Um, We talked about it last week. Um, we? Bert, I thought we did. Now. Do we not? It's your birthday. Because you went to Philadelphia, which was another highlight. I did. So I am a bit, I am older and I do feel a lot wiser and um, a little bit more unapologetic and even more of a bad bitch. Than you know, I did before. I think that's my highlight of the week. What is your bad bitch? <laughs> <laughs> yes. What is your highlight of the week? I think I'm getting into a bit of a bad bitch. Oh. People have been trying to walk over me in like a professional capacity, and I stood up for myself. Oh, good for and you! I, and I put some respect for it. Congrats! Yeah. That's what you got to do. Let these hoes know. Yeah. Um. So you don't so, have a highlight. So that's your that's highlight. My highlight. I never stood up for myself. I was uh-huh. thrown under the bus, and I was like, uh-uh, no, no. Oh, you kind of told me about I'm that I'm going to be thrown bit. under the bus, and they're like, yeah, you're right. Well, listen, that's amazing. I'm so proud of you. Say um, it with conviction. <laughs> oh, wait. So we're getting into today, to today's topic. Um, you want to lead it off since you sent it to me? Yes. Um, so there was recently a video on BuzzFeed, um, which caused a lot of issues. And it was basically, I am gay, but... I'm not dumb, 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 dumb. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I am gay, but I'm not a whore. I am gay, but I'm not a fan of Lady Gaga. Mm-hmm. Those aren't exact uh, examples, but it, that was the idea. And the idea was to show that there's diversity within the gay community uh, and sort of debunking gay stereotypes. Got it. And so what I'll do real quick before you continue, I will play a clip of this and then we'll talk. I'm gay, but I'm not a fashionista. I'm gay, but I don't really prefer hookup culture. Soy gay, pero no quiero tener relaciones con un hombre heterosexual ni quiero convertirlos o voltearlos o esas cosas. I'm gay, but you wouldn't exactly call me promiscuous. I'm still not good at talking to guys. I'm gay, but I'm not interested in your other friend simply because he's also gay. But I know nothing about Madonna or Lady Gaga. Not into Britney Spears. Soy gay, pero no quiero vestirme de mujer ni me siento mujer. I'm gay, but I still don't know how to dress myself. I'm not into designer labels. But I don't like to brunch. I'm gay, but I don't want to be your gay best friend. But I don't want to give you a makeover. But I'm not a gym rat. But I don't like the stereotypical cut body. Soy gay, pero no fui violado de niño, ni nadie abuso de mí. I'm gay, but I still go to church and I'm religious. Okay, so now what were you saying, um, Boris, about the so, clip? So, as you can, I mean, I quite honestly didn't pick up on the negativities straight away. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a stupid deliverable. Um, what was the just how they did the video? Did the video and the logic behind it? I just thought it was a bit thick. Uh, okay. Do you have that word in America? Thick, like dim. Like uh, stupid. It just wasn't the best way of telling a narrative or mm. a story. But I didn't think it was a problem. Yeah. But people did think it was a problem. Right. Um, And particularly on social media, a lot of people found it very demeaning, kind of hypocritical to Mm -hmm. an extent. Um, There was uh, one person, I have a quote. Oh, no, no, I'll say that quote later because it segues into something else. Okay. Um, 
But yes, That's, <laughs> <laughs> that that was the gist of what happened. Um, we so, can talk about it now. No, okay. oh, <laughs> thanks for <laughs> opening up to the for discussion. So, like, how do you feel about? Okay, so you're talking about the the video. Um, you said you weren't offended by it at all. At first, I just thought it was stupid. I was like, this is a waste of my time. You are <laughs> heartless. I, okay, so let me tell you my opinion on it. I actually... First, I didn't understand why there was any, like, backlash to the video. Because it, it just wasn't... People it, it wasn't that controversial um, to me. But I thought it was a... I honestly, 1 to 10, I would get the video, like, a 6 or a 7. Yeah, I don't hate it. I didn't hate it, but and I think it's a it's a great narrative. It's a discussion to talk about all the people who don't fit into the stereotypes in the LGBTQ community. But it's also one of the logics that people were saying is that it's um, I guess kind of idea of like bashing people who are feminine. Like I'm not gay, but I don't listen to Gaga. Is uh, I'm gay, but I don't listen to Gaga. Being a sort of wow, look at me, I'm so cool because I don't. Right. Don't rest and drag. And it's kind of throwing sub, sort of a subtle amount of shade on the really fabulous, stereotypical gay people. As someone that is fabulous and um, all of that. Let's just switch. And fashionable and all those things. I was not offended. And I think it comes down to being like confident in yourself and knowing going back to something you said like I think that my type is always portrayed in the media or mm-hmm. always portrayed as a stereotype so why not bring light to people who are not um, one of the comments I'd read was uh, saying that these people who were proclaiming not to be feminine mm-hmm. were actually very feminine see that's just so which shady. I found stupid <laughs> that's stupid that's just shady so actually you know what um, this is part of the quote we'll talk about this later but mm-hmm. One of the people wrote that blah, 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 and they're all bottoms. Maybe a few versatile bottoms, but bottoms nonetheless. Lamayo. L-M-A-O. Um, Lamayo? Did you really yeah. super? <laughs> I, I hate you for that. Um, um, I, the idea being that, like, look, they're showing how not feminine they are, but, oh, look, they're all feminine, based um, on that association between bottoms and feminine. Which I think that's a petty... Yeah, um, it's, it's a petty thing. It's a very petty comeback. But it's oh, a comeback nonetheless. And I, and I think, to be honest, and this is no shade to BuzzFeed, um, you got to, like, consider the source. This is not, like, an advocate or, I want to say, like, CNN or something that news... Like, they do a lot of, like, pop culture type stuff. And they stuff. do a lot about stereotypes. In yeah. The, like, they actually had a quiz, what type of gay are you? Yeah, how gay are you? Yeah. I was gonna, actually going to take the quiz before I got here, but I didn't... I was walking and I think in. there was another one, like... Uh, which gay are you? Mm. Like, what stereotype are you? I don't know. Maybe. So, I will say, um, so, at first, I was very much like, okay, um, why is everyone so upset? I was reading some of the comments, and one comment did stick out to me that I actually really liked, who made me actually, um, realize that there might be something to it, and that we should listen to both sides of the argument, Um, I will read that now. Let me just pull it up. Okay. No one in the queer community believes everyone must think or act alike, nor do we think everyone must be stereotypical. But there has been a push by some mainly younger queer people to distance themselves from these stereotypes and in that process vilifying those they perceive as perpetuating the stereotypes. These boxes, as another um, as another respondent called them, 
were social narratives constructed by both queer and non-queer people. They never were a perfect fit for anyone, but for those who do exemplify some of these traits, they shouldn't be marginalized or minimized for it, which is what you were saying, especially by younger members of our own community who do not realize or appreciate the groundwork we have laying down. This is the objection. I thought it was beautiful. It's somebody S D T E R P whatever that was the username. Um, That's a long. Uh... It was a long comment, but I'm with it. Like I get what they're saying. I do think that there is, um, in a way, it is kind of like, like to your point, saying like, oh, we're cool because we don't fit into that. Um, so I can see where they're coming from, yes. and to. A group that is kind of seen in a negative sense. Yeah. I can see how you could be offended. Like, I could see why somebody would be offended. Yeah. And and speaking on that, do you have any um, stereotypes that offend you? No. Um... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Excuse me. Well, I have some. Wait, I lost... Okay, what, well, what are your... I mean, what I'm you? often very offended that people either think I wear makeup or I get my eyebrows done. Do you do either? No. Absolutely not. Oh, so you got your eyebrows done. Oh. You have very good eyebrows. I know, but like they're just amazing. But I think it's because I'm gay. If I was a straight man, would people think that I was getting my eyebrows done? I was going to say it's because I'm gay. That's why I have naturally good eyebrows. <laughs> I was like, I don't think it works like that. No, I think it's because I'm gay. People think that I get my eyebrows done because that's like a quality because I, I do get manicures, a gel manicure at that. Um, but that frustrates me. So you have no... I do want to stop wearing makeup under my eyes just to cover the bags. But I can't. Um, we're talking about stereotypes, so you fall right into the bottom, too. Um, um, no. I guess I should be asking what stereotypes do you have? What? That on, other, on other gay people, since you don't have any that affect you. I mean, you. I just, I guess, I think... Uh, Please get it out. I really, nothing that I can think, like... I think when it comes to stereotypes, I'm very hard to be offended. And that goes with being Jewish, you know, people putting mm. Jewish stereotypes on me. People are always making, like, money stereotypes or other related things. And I'm like, eh, whatever, it's a stereotype, like, whatever. Same with being British. People are like, oh, you're British, so you're going to be moody and complaining. Which you do. Which I do, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> all right. But nothing, I mean, I think... What's problematic is stereotypes that... Oh, all right. Um, So I'm writing an article now about HIV, unsurprisingly, and something I'm coming up across is a lot of people associating gay people with HIV. Right. And I guess that is a stereotype. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, all right, we found one. Exactly, finally. Now, what was the other point you were going to make? But before you do that, you did make me think of something, which is a thought I actually wrote down somewhere. I think that these stereotypes don't affect me as much because I feel like they are less negative than that of black stereotypes. Mm. Like, all of us are ghetto, or all of us speak a certain way, all of us, like, do our neck a certain way, and we all from the projects. Like, those type of stereotypes are very um, ignorant, and I think those have more of a negative connotation to me. So, for me, I'm more offended with, like, racial stereotypes than I am with sexual orientation um, stereotypes. Yeah. That's all. I wonder if that's because you see yourself... This is going back to the first question I think I ever asked you. Are you a black gay man or a gay black man? And I said a gay black man. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. No, exactly. Okay, never mind. So, exactly. So it's going to be like, maybe that that's because you That was a terrible point. Um, it could have been a good point, though. Because yeah. <laughs> I put my black 
identity before my or hold it at a higher value. See, I don't because I think that I am received. I am received because I am a gay black man um, to be less threatening to white people or people that are other non-black people. So I feel like I lead with that versus mm-hmm. leading with the other way around, black gay men. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, overall, I just really didn't see that much wrong with the video. You were going to make a point. I was going to say a positive. Um, About the video? Yeah. Okay. I actually do think, from a, on based on what you're saying, there was good diversity in the crowd in terms of body shape, race, ethnicity. Yeah. The voices were... Not yeah. the voices, the people. Yeah, I think so too. You had, I think, Latinos, whites... Anyone else? Yeah, one black person. Look at you. Yeah, yeah one black boy. Um, I was like, what's that anyway? But yeah, the diversity was pretty good. They had a guy from the UK, right? Yeah, I think yeah. so. I wasn't a fan um, of him. <laughs> why are you throwing shade to him so hard? Like, why? I, I just didn't like the... I just found the video. No, why did stupid. you find it so I just stupid? found, like, if you're going to do something about stereotypes... Like, this is maybe BuzzFeed's vertical and... See, I, I don't just, see anything wrong with it. I think, I think it, they could have done it so much better. Like what? What would you have Ooh, done? I'm not going to put out my creative secrets on the street. <laughs> they have to employ me and I'll help fix the... Um, I see, I don't think it was that bad. Um, I was looking up stereotypes and I did have an article that I wanted to go over the top 15 stereotypes that limit our perceptions of gay men. Are you ready I'm for ready. the 15? Let's take my jacket off. It is not that serious. No, I'm hot. Number one, um, stereotype, there is a man and there is a woman. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? There is a man and there is a woman, meaning... Oh, top and bottom. Well... Feminist, but... Yeah, exactly. Calm down. Calm down, okay? Um, Do you think that's true? Absolutely. I think there is always, like, a dynamic... Would that offend you if I said, are you the woman in the relationship? No, um... My nanny used to say that, so uh, it, it actually is quite comical to me. Um, it wouldn't offend me at all. I'm kind of like you. It takes a lot to offend me in this way because yeah. uh, a lot of people who would use these ignorant things just don't really know for the most part. Um, okay, just curiosity. So, so number two, gay men are all feminine, shopping, loving queens. Oh. Well, what? No. Okay, gay men don't like sports. Number four, we all love Broadway, which we do not. Uh, number five, gay men can't help themselves from hitting on straight guys. Uh, look at you. <laughs> I wouldn't say anything. The flirt is, is fun. It's challenging. Number six, gay men are basically women. Um, number seven, one of us is always the top and one of us is always yeah. the bottom, which is very like lame. The, your, the number eight one is the one that you mentioned earlier. All gay men have AIDS. Oh, Ooh, got us. Sad. Yeah. Um, number nine, gay men are all wild sex maniacs who are incapable of monogamy. Interesting. Um, ten, all gay men are gossips. Number eleven, gay men are all weak and delicate. Number twelve, we only have female friends. Number thirteen, all gay men have style. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Uh, <laughs> I do fall on the right side of that. And then um, number fourteen, all gay men are loud and bitchy. Um, and then number 15, this is... Whew, gay men are trying to destroy your marriages. <laughs> Take the Christ out of Christmas and bring the wrath of God upon our planet. That was so extreme. <laughs> um, but that was like the top fi- top 15 stereotypes. Have you noticed think? how many contradictions are in there? Yeah. Like, <laughs> gay men are fragile. Gay men are gonna well, kill us. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, um, 
Talk to me about stereotypes. What are your opinions on stereotypes? I think a stereotype always comes from somewhere. Yeah. Uh, whether it's grounded in truth, in reality, it's coming from a social truth. Right. Um, that is misconstrued. Mm-hmm. Particularly around gay stereotypes. Not so much around racial stereotypes mm-hmm. or anti-Semitic stereotypes, which are created out of thin air a lot of the time. Mm. I like There was a blood libel in 13th century Europe. And 12th century Europe, where people would say we have to get rid of the Jews because mm-hmm. they were stealing babies, Christian babies, and using their blood to sacrifice to God, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. Like, complete bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of other stereotypes, like the gay ones, gay men are often seen as being bitchy, and gay men are occasionally Broadway lovers, and gay men are... Mm. I I think this, we can say that about straight people. I have straight friends who are bitchy and straight friends who like Broadway and yeah, it's. But we're a little bit more common at it though. Yeah, and I think that's why the stereotypes yeah. come up. You have heterosexuals and non-monogamy. Would you say so? Going back to the video, um, one of the things I found interesting, and I think this happens with all like subgroups. So when it comes to the LGBT community, and then more specifically to gay men, I do think that. Um, being seemingly more heterosexual is uh, is praised in a way. Would you agree? Mm. I don't know why I even pause to ask you a question. I don't need all this time. Yes or no? Do you agree or not? No, I don't. You don't? Okay, well, I think they are. Like Nico Tortorello. I think they're, they're, I think they're privilege, but I don't think they're praised. Okay, okay, I can get with you on that. Okay. Okay, a little bit more privilege, yes. Okay, by main society. So, with that said, I think that that creates, like, a divide and an animosity towards those type of um, men, which is kind of what this video kind of perpetuates. And it's interesting you say that. I think it acts on that, like, um, on that insecurity, if you will. Like, if, if I wasn't as confident, I could see how someone like myself could be... Victimized. Victimized or, like, just jealous of someone who can kind of walk the line and, and walk the fence and be accepted by, by both groups and kind of go back and forth as they will. Yes. Um, but it, What are you going to say? So I was reading an article uh, in this great new journal uh, that studies gay porn. Ugh, oh, here and we go. I noticed in one of the videos, like, there's a gay porn company called Fraternity X, if I remember correctly. Uh-huh. Um, and they have these videos and... The, you always have like these feminine men basically being ripped apart by these really masculine men mm-hmm. and the feminine men kind of take it so to speak with mm-hmm. like a pinch of salt mm-hmm. and I think that's also a kind of sign of like domination and abuse because mm. you never really see a feminine gay man in a real life or porn sort of suddenly dominating someone it goes into gender domination Mm. I've read an article about sexism and how homophobia and sexism are like hand in hand. So I I agree with that. Yes, um, sexism and homophobia. Yes. I also think it's um. I think people. Oh, I hope I say this. I hope I can articulate this the correct way. I think it has a lot to do with like people who may have been offended by that. No, no, no. I'm sorry. That was not the point I was making. People who would be like, oh, I'm not that person, or I'm not that person. Even myself with, like, the eyebrows and stuff like that, or, like, makeup. I do think 
there is like a stint of like some self hate because we aren't accepted. Relax, <laughs> calm down, <laughs> calm down. I think there is a subconscious sense of self hate because that is like a no. Like we're taught to not. Yeah, that men aren't supposed to wear makeup, and we're taught not mm. to do that. So I think that there is something to that. And this reminds me, there was somebody I met this summer. He said something to me that really like stuck with me. Mm-hmm. He said, and he he he's a gay man and. Uh, not in like not a homophobe internal homophobia type. I don't know the word. <laughs> this is not the guy who called me. Um, what did he call me? He said I was. He didn't call me a racist. What did he call me? A uh, white privilege. A white privilege. <laughs> I was white privilege. Okay, that's a black man. But go ahead. Yeah, but he said that all forms of homosexuality, from behavior to sexuality, is perverted, and it's a perversion. Is he, was he gay? Yes, and I questioned him about it because I was like, ooh, that's deep. We were a lot of gin into a conversation, gin and tonic. Um, Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for the, I got the, what yeah. you meant. So it was a drunken conversation, but he was saying that like everything that 90% of what is in a gay man's culture is going against the norm of heterosexualism, which mm. is true, and going to the sex. It's biblically wrong. It's, mm-hmm. There's problems about cross-dressing. And, mm-hmm. and I was like, yeah, you're right. There, it is a perversion, and I thought it was kind of like. Hot. Well, what is his like mannerism? Like, can you describe him to me? Yes. Like, um, he, was he feminine? Was he a bit more? He was artistic feminism. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> Are you saying artistic or autistic? Artistic. Artistic. He works like... in theater, so like okay. he's very like. I thought you said autistic. I was like, what does that mean? Artistic. No, okay. I don't artistic. think he's autistic. Uh, very like artistic. Works in theater. Very very creative, but not sort of a fabulous not flamboyant but like if you when I found out he was gay I was like yeah alright that's so interesting yeah he's a great guy we share him on the podcast I he lives to in more about now. it but he used to live in LA lives in downtown LA so that maybe says something I don't know anyway so um, tell me so it's LGBT did, did I I'm not cutting you off am I yeah but it's fine okay what were you gonna say? <laughs> so what are you gonna I say? can say after. Um, it's LGBTQ History Month. Oh, that's what I was gonna say. I was gonna segue it into that. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, it's not really a segue when you keep saying it's a segue. <laughs> but um, so you have something to say? I do, and it's on the comments about stereotypes. <laughs> on the com- okay, it's or on the, the discussion. discussion. Yeah. <laughs> um, but basically, um, I was looking at films from the nineteen. 19- hundreds, 1920s, 1930s and this was a time when homosexuality was absolutely illegal mm-hmm. in western society um, and you couldn't really have openly gay characters mm-hmm. and this is when we get the Hollywood starting to use that feminine character mm-hmm. which we still see today mm-hmm. and it, I'm starting to think maybe it came about not so much as a derogatory sense but as a way to really emphasise that a character was gay without actually labelling him as gay because mm-hmm. they couldn't so that got me thinking about how other stereotypes have changed mm-hmm. um, and there was a study done by this wonderful historian called George Chauncey about a navy base in World War II in New- Newport, New Jersey mm-hmm. I believe and how feminine men were actually celebrated and people loved them for their flamboyance and they would call themselves queens and people would go around New York City they had these guidebooks uh, from the WPA mm-hmm. I don't know what it stands for there's a WPA guidebook and it would say, you know, go to Lifetime Cafeteria and see the wonderful performance of the eccentric queers type of thing. And when was this? Well, in, like, 30s, 40s. The Navy base one was in 1919. Uh-huh. 
so it's just an interesting thing to see how we now have shunned feminine gay when in the olden days it was celebrated and today you wouldn't really see that overt celebration of femininity I guess in drag shows which is already yeah. with gender yeah. so it's kind of different uh-huh. um, or on television but is television now really celebrating a feminine gay yeah. I and think I think so. that there are some spaces that um, are celebrated um, to be extremely feminine I was actually with um, a friend of mine yesterday and his friend who was a DJ and um there was this party named Linda who goes who which exists here in New York um at Public Hotel. I think next week is the last week. Um or it'll be this week once this airs. Anyway, um and in certain spaces femininity is still celebrated. There is this guy who I want on the um on the podcast. He refers to himself as the queen of all twinks or something like that. He's hilarious. I, I want to meet this person. He looks... You would love his Instagram. I gotta figure it out and, and give it to you. Um, but yeah, good point. Look at you with your little history lesson. Thank you. See, history is still relevant. And one last question is... <laughs> you didn't say a question. One last question. Well, go ahead. Um, there's just something you brought up to me but I think we forgot is how do we navigate stereotypes? Oh, are you asking me? Yeah. <laughs> how do in terms of what? Be more specific. Like, what do you mean by how do we? Like, how do we deal with them? I mean, mm, how do we do we? That's a really because they're reductionist and they are problematic and they show gay people as monolithic. Like, if you're a feminine man, that means you're definitely going to bottom. That means you're definitely going to like fabric, you know, fabrics and stuff. Clothes and stuff. Yeah. Like fabrics. How old are you? <laughs> um. So how do we navigate that? I mean, I think with anything else, I just think you got to approach it head on. I think when someone says something ignorant or puts you in a category or puts you in a stereotype, you have to check them. But I think you need to do it in like a, a very um, non-confrontational way. So if I said, oh, she's such a bottom, you're going to say, oh, hell on. <laughs> I can't do your accent. No, it would be whoever you said that to. They need to be like, oh, no, I'm actually a top. But but thanks for, like, you know, like, just checking someone. And then that will open your eyes to realize that, no, like, he's not a bottom. Why are you smiling? What is wrong with you? You're so crazy. I was just trying to do a North Carolina accent. You don't need to do that that because it's Oh, sorry, y'all. I can't. I actually hate you. Um, so we have a segment called Yes Bitch No Bitch. You remember we we did this, I think yes. only once before. Yes, people that email us in Um and then but we have an email. Um are you, you ready? Are you um you wanna read it or you want me no, to read it? You can read it. Okay. Boris <laughs> Boris and Courtney. I have been in a relationship with my partner for a year and a half. He recently expressed his interest in having an open relationship. I honestly do not have a desire to do so, but fear he will cheat if I do not accept it, this wish. Should I say yes and try it or stick to my guns and refuse? And that is from Chris. He is in Texas. Um, now, first, we're in Texas. It adds a lot. Oh, Austin. Austin, <laughs> Texas. Thanks. Um, uh, well, first of all, thank you for listening, Chris. <laughs> yeah, Austin, Texas. Um, do you want to go first or you want me to go first? You can go first. Um, this is hard. And first of all, I want to say, I love that we have become the open relationship uh, experts <laughs> um, now. But... Um, 
I would say you need to speak with your... Before you decide, I think you should speak with your partner and um, have a conversation on why you feel uncomfortable or why you do not want to have an open relationship um, and then gauge it from there and then decide if that's something you can live with. Um, the, and, and by that, I mean living with the fear of him cheating on you or if you are willing to try it. But I think you need to have the conversation about your fears first and then figure it out from there. Was that good? So, I'm, I'm sorry. So, my yes bitch, no bitch, I guess I have to... I would say no bitch. No bitch. Do not... Do not just agree to it just to appease him. I think you need to speak up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, what you got? No, I have two things to say. Firstly, if you... Yes or no bitch? <laughs> Yes, bitch. Okay. Um, oh, yes, six bitch. Six year guns. Oh, six year guns. That's not how it... <laughs> so, should I say yes or try... So, no, bitch. So, you're saying no, no as well. Bitch. Okay. Um, firstly, it you have to ask yourself how deep the trust runs in this relationship if you're even considering that he may cheat on you. Because whether you're in an open... People cheat in open relationships. Okay. Like, yeah. it, it's not a... I like how you pause, bitch. Okay, come to Because I think it's something that people often ignore or don't see as a potential Mm. you can be in an open relationship and somebody could take your negotiated contract and Mm. abuse it so if you're not trusting him an open relationship can only work on a foundation of absolute absolute trust Mm. and if you're going to be monogamous and you think he could be cheating same deal it's Mm -hmm. so much for much and if you're anxious of him being in an open relationship one ask him why Mm -hmm. is it something about you Mm -hmm. do you feel insecure about your fabulousness um, <laughs> or his lack thereof. Yes. Um, or uh, as we were just talking about stereotypes. Go yes. ahead. I'm sorry. That's why I put that in stereotypes. Um, damn it! I forgot my other piece of good advice. I'm sorry. Is that was pretty good. I'm actually I'm quite impressed by that. Yes, I have something else to shit. Which I'm messy so. Um, what was I saying? Uh, so yes, uh, monogamous couples do cheat. Why are you afraid? And open relationships. Of open relationships. Do cheat. Do cheat. <laughs> this, is this is a mess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll stop talking, but Chris, <laughs> I, I, I think that. Hmm. Let's compose myself. I'm just gonna wait. Well, listen, we almost out of time, so you can't be waiting too long. <laughs> you might have to tweet that later. Um, no, you know what? I think as well. Yes, yes. So if you <laughs> if you do think he's gonna cheat and he's in an open relationship, even more so you're going to be anxious mm-hmm. because you're already coming to this with a place of insecurity. Mm-hmm. And I also think that if you say to him that let's be monogamous and you're afraid he's going to cheat, then it's a lose-lose. That's true. Like, yeah. it's a year and a half into a relationship. By now, you should have the trust. If you're not having that firm trust by year and a half and you're not willing to shift things, mm-hmm. maybe it's time to renegotiate the entire contract of the relationship. Got it. This doesn't have to be the end of your relationship, as Esther Perel, the great relationship psychologist, says. This could be the beginning. You love Esther Perel. <laughs> I know, I love her. Okay, no, I need I, to look her up, because I don't really know that much I just about bought her it. new book. It's all about the state of affairs. Are you thinking infidelity? So, I've never been more happy to say we are out of time. <laughs> Um, be sure to let us know what you think about the BuzzFeed article or the video. Um, check it out. Google it. Let us know what you think. Are you offended? Should we be more offended? Um, at the Preview Podcast on Twitter. Um, you can email us at theprivypodcast at gmail.com with any questions or advice you may have for us. Yes, bitch, no, bitch. 
And I think that's it. Do you have any last things to say? Um, we have an email address that they can. You did not questions. just hear what I just said. I just said the privy podcast at Gmail. Oh. <laughs> you, you, you see how this works here? He's not even listening. <laughs> anyway, that is it. Goodbye. <laughs>